My brother commits fraud at my expense by purchasing two new iPhones with my credit card without my consent. And when I confront him about this, my stepmother has the audacity to blame me for him committing fraud. And I honestly could not be more disgusted. Here's what happened. So to start off with some background, my half-brother is an addict and has stolen from pretty much everyone in the family. My dad and stepmom were separated and living in different states. And my brother lived with my dad. I live in a completely different state as well. My dad Dad is super conservative, so most of my family is also super conservative. And in contrast, I'm not conservative in the slightest. Now, since my brother can't hold down a job, I paid for his cell phone so we would have some kind of way just to contact him. Otherwise, he would disappear and no one would hear from him again for months at a time. He asked me if I could add his girlfriend to my plan. I said fine, but they need to buy their own phones. So I started the process. They were supposed to buy the phones and have them activated. Well, I got a call from my brother saying they can't activate the phone. So I tell him to have the store call me, but he said that they couldn't do that. So I called my provider and they said that he shouldn't have a problem activating it. I called him back again and I tell him exactly what I was told by my provider. This literally goes on for two days just to back and forth over and over again. He keeps trying to get me to add him as an authorized user. He must have called me dozens of times. I finally got sick of the calls and called my phone company and said to add him as an authorized user, but to only activate the phone and then to immediately remove him. I specifically said he is not allowed to make any purchases. The person on the other line assured me that this is what they would do. A few weeks later, I look at my phone bill and they charge two brand new iPhones. Extra chargers, charging pads, cases, screen protectors, all of this went to my bill. I call the phone company and they said that he was added so there's nothing they could do about it. I call my brother and he just laughed. I told him to take it all back right away but he said no. We got into an argument and he got angry and said to me now I'm not going to pay any of it back ever again at all. He then said that he hopes this tanks my credit. I then responded with some not so nice words and I just hung up on him. Five minutes later my stepmom calls me up and said that I need to apologize to my brother and at that point I just started laughing and I said that I'll apologize when he takes the phone back and gives me my money back. She said he's not going to do that but apparently to her he deserves it because of what I said saying that I'm a horrible sibling and all these other terrible things. She called me every name in the book. I told her I'd be pressing charges for fraud and that she is just as bad as my brother. I then called my phone company and I made an absolute fuss. Luckily they took notes and someone saw the part about no purchases so thankfully they reversed the charges for that. They immediately disconnected the lines and flagged the phones as stolen so they can't be used. After that I cut contact with my brother and I haven't spoken to him since. After that ordeal, I don't see myself ever contacting my brother for anything ever again. How disconnected and toxic can you possibly be to even come close to blaming the original poster for anything in this situation? They actually made an attempt to try and connect with their brother, who was clearly struggling in life. They were willing to put them on their phone plan so that they could have some way of communicating with their family. But as a result, the brother literally turns around and tries to commit fraud. And it blows my mind that someone would actually do that. Here you have a sibling who's actually trying to reach out and help you out but you double down and say I hope your credit tanks. Like what an absolute scum lord. Thankfully they got exactly what they deserve and those phones were marked as stolen. Which basically that's exactly what they were. The original poster goes on to say that their brother has tried to clean up a few times but at the same time they really just don't want anything to do with them. And you know what? I don't blame them because this is a classic case where if someone shows you exactly who they are you should believe them. And 
And from what we've seen, the original poster's brother is an absolute piece of garbage, and I don't blame them for cutting them out of their life. Am I the jerk for confronting a family friend who went to my restaurant, who left a nasty, mean note for my coworker, and chose not to give them a tip because they saw them in the back kitchen on their phone? So a close family friend came into the restaurant and was seated in my coworker section. It was fairly slow, so I was free enough to go talk to the family friend for several minutes at a time, just to catch up and say hi. While I was at their table, my coworker, who was their server, came to check on them several times as well. Their food came out promptly, and drinks were never less than half full. My section was very close to this table, so I was keeping an eye on them. She even came back twice to make sure they didn't need anything else, and everything tasted perfect. Apparently, my family friend saw my coworker back by the kitchen on her phone, which is weird because she would have had to turn all the way around just to see that. She was seated facing away from the kitchen. After dinner, the family friend left a note on their bill, basically complaining that this person was on their phone. And as a result, they left them no money as a tip. My coworker came to me crying, asking if she did something wrong. So I confronted the family friend via text message, asking what happened, and explained that in our state, servers don't make a wage. If anything, they only get about $2 an hour. That gets taxed out immediately. We went back and forth for a bit, where I explained how much that kind of thing can affect someone. I was being nice, trying to get my point across, while trying to understand why my coworker was stiffed all this money. Anyway, it's caused a huge mess. She went to my parents since they're close friends to complain about me. I'm 30, by the way. My parents told me their friendship is now rocky, thanks to my confrontational attitude. Everyone I work with that knows what happened says that they would have done the same thing if it was someone that they knew. I'm not sure if it's the atmosphere of the restaurant I'm at or what, but anyone who doesn't work with me says I owe my family friend an apology, but I honestly don't think so. She got great service from my coworker, so I stand by my actions. The phone use had nothing to do with how my coworker executed her job. If everyone could understand how negatively stiffing us affects us, much less a rude note along with it, the industry would be much better. I will call it out when I'm able to, even if I'm just the bad guy for it. So that begs the question, am I the jerk for calling out my family friend, for stiffing my coworker, and not tipping them anything? I don't think you're the jerk at all. I personally think that watching a server go off in privacy and checking their phone in the back, even if just for a little bit, is by no means a good enough reason for you not to give them some kind of tip. It's not like the server was out in the open, with their phone out and everybody could see it. They literally were in the back trying to maybe take care of something private. Like they could have gotten a text message from their mom or their dad, or maybe about their kid. Like who knows? There are plenty of reasons why that could have possibly happened. But to make the decision that, hey, I'm just going to not tip them over that, especially after the quality service that you did receive, is really toxic. So if I was in your shoes, I definitely would have called this family friend out because what they did is incredibly inappropriate. Because I know for a fact, if that happened to me and someone left some nasty note to me complaining that they saw me in the back in privacy checking my phone, I would be upset too. And I'm personally of the opinion that if you treat a waiter like garbage who has done everything right and has been very kind and attentive to your needs, then you in fact are the jerk in this situation. And you are very toxic. There's no reason to treat people like that, especially when you consider that these servers make $2 an hour. And I personally would definitely ignore those parents. Who cares that their relationship is rocky with this supposed family friend? That's none of your business and honestly you can't fix that. If anything, I think the original poster should be proud that they stood up for their co-worker and said, you know what? Enough is enough. Because doing that to somebody is absolutely inappropriate. And in my opinion, someone needed to say something. I accidentally got someone 
someone fired from the restaurant I'm interviewing for, and I honestly don't know what to do. To preface the situation, I used to manage both restaurants and hotels. I'm trained on most, if not everything, in a hospitality setting. When I go out, I'm always watching and observing how people act and how they work. I can't help it. It just happens. I'm interviewing for a general manager role for a local restaurant that I've actually never eaten at. After my second interview, which was over Zoom, my boyfriend and I popped into the restaurant for dinner. We sat at the bar, had some burgers, and we chatted. He has also got some restaurant experience, but now has a master's in something else. So we're always watching and just seeing what other people are doing. We both watched as one of the servers drop a lid and pick it back up and put it back on top of the food that it was on. And when I saw this, it took all of me not to say something at the time. This afternoon, I had my third interview with two of the executive team members, and I mentioned that I ate there on Friday night. They then asked me about my experience to see how I was feeling about it. I gave them an honest answer and my observations for that night, and I told them in detail how I saw a server drop a lid and then put it back on the container that had the food in it. Needless to say, they were both shocked and appalled. Fast forward, and I had my fourth interview with a culinary director about two hours later. After we talked about how important sanitation and food safety was, he asked what I would have done had I been manager on Friday night and witnessed what I saw. And I told him straight up that I would have thrown the entire thing away and then had a very important conversation about policy and procedures with the staff member who just blatantly ignored safety protocols. He then mentioned that they're actually having that conversation tomorrow and they're going to be firing that guy. I guess he's been making similar mistakes before, but having an outside witness to such a huge mistake is absolutely unacceptable. They went back and watched it on video, which means they saw me stuffing my face as well. So servers, bartenders, and buses, you never know who is watching. I expected to have a stern conversation if I was in their shoes, but I honestly was not expecting for them to get fired. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. What a tragedy that is. Because yes, what you saw was really inappropriate and that guy should have gotten a clean container and used that instead of the one that fell on the ground. But I've been in that position of trying to rush food out and I'm sure the poor guy was probably just in a rush and I'm sure he's just getting underpaid and it was probably just an honest accident. If this was a three-star Michelin restaurant, then sure, that server has gotta go. But it's probably just some major food chain and this was probably just an honest mistake. But either way, I think it's still very important that they report this because you could have gotten someone sick and that's honestly just gross so hopefully if you do get hired by this restaurant you can help the fellow servers and everybody else there realize that they shouldn't cut corners and that sanitation really is a big deal i just found out two hours ago that my boyfriend is on dating apps and he's possibly dating other women and i honestly don't know what to do this is more of a vent than anything else but i really need to get this off my chest so i've been dating this surgeon and i specifically made a point to him to say that i'm looking 
looking for a real relationship, not something casual. I'm looking to get off the apps and build with someone that I love. If that's not you for whatever reason, then that's cool and it's all love. But let's not date then. I told him this straight up and I even open up to him about how my father was a perpetual womanizer. He would get around to a lot of women, if you know what I mean. He dated at one point three women at once, all while married at the same time. If you've ever seen the opening scene from the movie Trainwreck, that's how my childhood was. On a weekly basis, he would sit me down and he would tell me that all men cheat. And I am naive if I don't believe it. I better be prepared. I mean, what's so special about me that a guy wouldn't cheat? According to my father, he convinced me that all women get cheated on. And I would cry and say, no, that can't be true. And this was as early as 14 years old. He would say, I'm doing this because I love you and I want to protect you. In my life, I've had many long-term relationships. Some ended in cheating and some didn't. But to make a long story short, I opened up to my boyfriend only two weeks ago about my father and my childhood and told him all of the vulnerable details about myself. And he looked me in the eye and acted like he understood and didn't understand cheaters. Well, fast forward to today and I was with my friend and she saw him on Bumble. She swiped on him and it matched less than five minutes later. I called him, I think five times. I probably sent ten text messages. I honestly feel like an idiot at this point. I didn't get mad or cuss him out. I just told him that my friend matched with him. I told him that I trusted him and that I opened up to him and that we had talked about this very thing and that I hope it was worth it to use me for some quality time or whatever he was looking for. I then put my phone in the car and came back inside the house, which was the only way to stop me from texting him and calling him. Cheers to being 28 and still alone. And now I don't know what to do with myself for the rest of the night and I'm honestly just sad. That is a terrible situation. You literally just opened up to this guy and you said, hey, this is my past and this is what really, really hurts me. And then you find out he's on another dating app. And I am more than willing to bet that he was probably already on this dating app well before you opened up to him about your past. And that's really heartbreaking. Honestly, you could do so much better than this guy because this guy sounds like an absolute piece of garbage and you do not need that kind of energy in your life. My girlfriend created a fake situation where I would need to stand up for her in order to test me and see if I was loyal. And now I don't know if this was a red flag or not and I don't know what to do. So basically, I recently started dating this girl by the name of Sarah. That's not her real name. And things were going great. The weekend had just gone by and we had our fifth date and we hit the bars. Everything was going great for the first few hours until we were approached by three guys. Two of the guys kind of hung back a few feet away while the third one came straight up to us and started overtly flirting with Sarah. At first, I thought this was reasonably funny since Sarah clearly wasn't interested and whilst laughing, told the guy where to go, but the guy wouldn't take no for an answer and started pulling on her arm, trying to get her to walk away with him. Now, I'm not a confrontational person at all, so at this point, I started to get nervous, but Sarah wasn't laughing anymore and was looking a little bit scared, so I put my hand on the guy's arm and politely told him that Sarah wasn't interested and I asked him to please leave us alone. The guy didn't like this and started acting quite aggressive. He called me a bunch of names and squared up at me. Now, at this point, I was convinced that I was going to end up in a fight over a girl that I had only known for a few weeks and I was not having it but I stood my ground and tried my best to defuse the situation and then something crazy happened Sarah and the guy burst out laughing it turns out they knew each other and this whole thing was just an act prearranged by Sarah in order to test me and according to Sarah I passed the test because I stood up for her now at the time I was too relieved and a little bit confused that I had somehow passed this mysterious test to even try and make 
make a fuss about it. But instead, we just enjoyed the rest of the night. But the next day, after I had sobered up, I realized how messed up that whole situation kind of was. I spoke to a friend about it, and he said that it was a major red flag for a girl to arrange something like that. Truth be told, I really don't have much dating experience, so I don't know what to make of it. So I now look to the internet for some kind of collective wisdom to help me out. What should I do? In my opinion, yes, you passed the test, but unfortunately, she failed. She created some fake drama and put you in a situation that you did not consent to. Her test honestly shows how selfish, entitled, and manipulative that she really is. She failed the girlfriend test because she literally went behind your back just to try and mess with your head. And what if the original poster had gotten into a fight because of this? You can't just corner someone like that and expect to get away with that because you can know that if the tables were turned, she would freak out on him and she would not take that sitting down. In my opinion, this is a massive red flag. She wants to play stupid games with you when you're just trying to have an honest relationship and that's not fair for you for a second. And now at this point, in my opinion, she's turned into the girl who cried wolf. She's basically had a fake situation arise where some guy's trying to pull her away. And how are you supposed to know in the future if a future event really is real or if it's just another one of her friends playing another stupid test? This could have gone so many different ways and in my opinion, you can find someone who's not going to play games but is actually going to want to be a solid girlfriend in your life. My entitled parents are refusing to be involved in the process of me buying a house but when I do try to get things going my mom freaks out on me and screams at me and it makes the entire situation that much worse. Here's what happened. I have known exactly what I have wanted for as long as I can remember. If it's achievable, I will go after it. One of those things was buying a house, specifically a white farmhouse. I have been living in an apartment for nine months now and my lease is over on the 12 month mark. I have a couple thousand dollars saved up and have been working on my credit for a year. It was a perfect time to start looking and if I found something that I liked, I would get it. A family friend is a loan officer and she recommended a real estate agent. We met up, we made a plan and I get the process started. At that point, I knew I should probably tell my parents to prevent any kind of debates or arguments about it and especially because they owe me a couple thousand dollars too. I go to lunch at their house every Tuesday and I work up the courage to bring it up right as I'm about to leave. I say to them, hey, I've been talking to a loan officer and she recommended this agent and we started looking for houses. After I said that, I get no response from either of them and they don't even look my way. I continue by saying, I know you guys still owe me a couple thousand dollars and while I don't need it, it would be extremely helpful in the process if you did pay me back. It takes a minute, but my dad goes on and says that they have to pay $20,000 in taxes for this quarter, which makes sense to an extent because they have two businesses. So they wouldn't be able to pay me back for a while. My mom at this point also still won't look at me. So I say that's all right and I just leave and I never mention it again. A couple weeks later, I am now touring houses. Throughout those weeks, I try to drop hints and I try to include them in this process, but they seem completely uninterested. I go look at my first few houses and I am considering putting an offer on one, but I wanted to look at it one more time and see another house first. My sister is also interested in buying a house, but for now, she is just watching the market and she sends me a different one to check out. This one that she sends me, I had already asked my agent about and I give her a call to tell her about it. My sister answers and my mom is with her. About five minutes through the call, my mom takes her phone and starts talking to me. At first, it's cordial, but then she says that my dad doesn't feel included and it's making them upset. I tell them, well, I didn't know either of you wanted to be included. Now, this conversation should have ended with them asking if they can come along to a house showing 
going. But instead, my mom gets defensive. And at this point, she starts going off on me. She brings up everything that I do that she doesn't agree with and how I am ruining my life, apparently, and I'm making terrible decisions. This goes on for just under three hours. And yes, I checked the call time. I couldn't believe it. This has already been such an anxious week for me, and I haven't really slept well either. And this was just icing on the cake. At this point, I was just completely done. I hung up on her because I realized that this was going nowhere. I was done defending my actions and trying to give them the benefit of the doubt. I hung up and didn't talk to either of them for three days. Since then, I have kept looking and found one that I want. I am moving into my new house on November 18th. Because my dad and I are so similar, we get along fairly well, but we both struggle with communicating. I now know how much he wanted to be a part of this, and I basically forced him to have a conversation about it. He told me right now is a terrible time to buy a house, and it would be a terrible investment. He went on and on about how the market is terrible, and interest rates are way too high, and how difficult it would be to refinance it. This conversation went on for 20 minutes. I was trying to find a good way to acknowledge him, but at the same time, I already knew what he was saying, and I had taken that into account. I finally said, Dad, I know. I have already thought of that, and the market could crash tomorrow or in six years. I don't know, and neither do you. So it doesn't matter. What matters is I need a place to live, and I don't want to rent for another year. If I'm able to buy it right now, why shouldn't I? Surprisingly, he agreed with me, and since then, I have tried my very best to include him in this process. I brought him to the house, and later that night, he told me how proud he was of me, and that this is a huge accomplishment. I got my white farmhouse, and I can't wait to make it my home. This ended up being a really happy ending. The original poster was able to make up with their dad, and they were able to include them in seeing their new house. And the original poster got the thing they always wanted. They got the white farmhouse, which is fantastic. Hopefully they can work things out with their mom, but at the end of the day, they got what they wanted, and they're ready to face the challenges of being a homeowner, even if that means they have to do it alone. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. To finish listening to all the stories, use the playlist at the top of the description. And the next time you live stream, use the cream of the crop music. Search cream of the stream on Spotify or whatever platform you use for copyright free music to use for your next stream.